Today's episode of Spawned is brought to you by the new middle grade novel, The Terrible Two Get Worse, the hilarious sequel to The Terrible Two, which spent over 10 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. Hello and welcome to Spawned, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. And thank you so much to Anne, who actually included us in her holiday card. I know, she sent us her Christmas letter to her family. That was awesome. Yeah, and we were right next to her other favorite podcast, Serial. That's, okay, surreal. <laughs> nice way to start the new year, though. Yes. Thanks, All right, so on today's episode of Spawned, we're going to be talking about those friends don't let friends rules. I have a story for you, Liz. Ooh, I want to hear this. <laughs> I'm not even sure where this is going. And topic two, we're going to talk about getting organized for the new year. What? Nobody talks about that around the new no year. No one that I know. <laughs> but we've got five techniques from five of the top organization gurus, and we're going to talk about the pros, the cons, and how we think maybe they can help you. And no guilt. It's going to be a guilt-free session. I'm all for that. And finally, we'll close out our show with each of our own cool picks of the week. And hey, if you guys are new or old, or should we say seasoned, not old, spawned listeners, that sounds terrible, <laughs> you guys can find us on Twitter at Cool Mom Picks. Use the hashtag spawned show. Catch us on Facebook or email us spawned at coolmompicks.com. All right, so this first topic. Yeah, I want to hear the story. Okay, so like I was out with, I would say, an acquaintance of mine. I try to okay. separate that out. It's like everyone's a Facebook friend these days. So I'm walking around. Oh, wait, wait. So there's like a hierarchy. Yes. Facebook friend is higher than acquaintance? No, not necessarily. Oh, so like IRL friend. Yes, okay, IRL. There we go. IRL friend. And we're wandering around. And I don't know how long we were out until I had to use the restroom. And I look in the mirror. And you've probably done it too. Uh-oh. You check your teeth. And there's like a gigantic green thing. Like, in my front teeth. And what, I'm like... What, like a Christmas tree? Yes! I mean, pretty much. It was like a Charlie Brown tree. Like the Lucky Charms leprechaun? What do you mean a green thing? He your... was hanging on for dear life, swinging around. <laughs> They're magically delicious. <laughs> and I'm like, how could this person not tell me that I had a oh. small Irish leprechaun no, that's the... hanging in my mouth? That's the friend deal, right? We do that for each other. Yes, of course. That is my rule. And I apparently, like, not everyone has these rules. How can you not have these rules? Do you have the same rule with your friends? Yes. I Not just friends. Like, I'll go <laughs> up to strangers and be like, hey, listen, you have, like, toilet paper hanging out the back of your belt. And right. I, and I always go, I would want to know. Right. Because <laughs> I don't want them to yell at me. Right. Because don't you feel like nowadays, like, people just take a photo of you looking like a, kind of an ass? That's a good point. <laughs> people are just like, I'm going to put a photo of this person doing something stupid on the subway on Instagram. Like, what, why don't you just tell the person, like, you don't realize your flies have been. Right. Okay. Hey, Lenny Kravitz, you split your pants. <laughs> <laughs> don't just take a video, guys. Go up on stage and let them know. <laughs> or, like, take the photo or video first, but then, like, still tell them. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, but those are big things, okay? So, like, right. the big things for me, like, I actually have I have rules about this, Liz. I'm you very, do? Yes. Is this, like, like, your dating rules? Because I remember back in, like, in an early episode where you were asking me about the dating deal killers. Yes. And based on your deal killers, you would never date anyone ever. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me what your friends' rules are. Well, there are the big ones, like... Your shirt's on backwards. Like, your tag is oh, hanging did out. did I tell you? I recorded the entire last podcast with my skirt inside out. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, 
I'm so sorry. No one told me. I didn't know. You're I, so it stylish. It even got caught on something at one point. I was like, why is my skirt getting caught on things? I know because the like <laughs> the seams you know, are sticking the out. The meshy lining is on the outside. But that, you know, I realize that some of them are pretty, like, there are big ones. Like if your mm-hmm. skirt's tucked in your underpants. But like, <laughs> it's the small things, Liz. It's like the food and the teeth. And like, can we just talk about like the boogers in the nose? Like, oh, yeah. Like, we don't. can talk about the boogers in the nose. <laughs> but, but, like, <laughs> If you are a friend, oh, you'd be like, "Hey, psst, do you need a tissue?" Because yeah. I don't think you realize you got like a an, little. Yeah, I have a little, got a little dangler. <laughs> dangler. <laughs> so, how about when it comes to things like grammar and typos and spelling and things like that? Like, would you tell a friend like, "Hey, psst, you used the wrong word for that"? No, mm. no, I would not. I don't. I mean, it depends. Like, it's hard. It is hard. It's Cause hard. Because you, you, on one hand, I don't want that person to keep making that mistake and looking not as smart as they are. Yeah, on the I other guess hand, it depends. you don't want to be like all sanctimonious, like, well, the difference between that and which. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if it's like, if it's in conversation and I know the person, like, I have to think, like, I have made so many very unique mistakes. Very unique. <laughs> There's a very unique, Kristen. Right. You know but I mean, like, if someone has written something to me or they sent an email, like, I, am I going to go out of my way to, like, correct that? No. Like, I'm just like, whatever. But boogers in the nose? Yeah, Come on. So, like, an immediate pressing, potential humiliating situation yes. that needs to be addressed. Yes, absolutely. No, now, what about bad breath? Would you say something if your friend had bad breath? I only said it once to a relative. I was <laughs> How like, did that go? I was, like, I was like, I don't think you realize, but I think... You, I, did you have something for lunch? Like, I just tried to be oh, like, kind of cool about it. See, yeah. You know, instead of being like, you know, you have bad breath all the time, I tried to kind of make it like a one-time thing. Yeah, that's good. See, I only do visible things. Mm. Just like that's a rule. Visible things are the the ones that I only do. Yeah, so. like lipstick on teeth. Yes. Oh, yes. You know, I've had situations you. where I've like cried off mascara and I have some like black mark running <laughs> off the side of my face. And I realized I've walked around New York like that for two hours and nobody said a word. Well, that's probably because it's like a style. <laughs> Again, Liz. Oh, Liz is going through a goth phase again. (laughs) All right. Well, I want to hear from the listeners. Like, I want to know, what are your rules? Do you have rules? Are you weird like Kristen? (laughs) Do you have specific things? Do you have no friends because you have so many rules that you require of them? (laughs) You guys can tweet us at CoolMomPics with the hashtag Spawn Show. Catch us over on Facebook or drop us an email, spawned at CoolMomPics.com. Hey guys, it's Kristen beaming in from the suburbs of Philly. It was icy and snowy and so I'm stuck in my house, but I wanted to take a second to tell you about this week's sponsor. The Terrible Two Get Worse is the hilarious sequel to The Terrible Two, which spent over 10 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. It's published by Amulet Books, and this series has turned the world upside down and is perfect for fans of the Diary of a Wimpy Kid series. If your kids are like mine and love that, then I bet they're going to love this one. The authors are actually longtime friends and certified pranksters themselves, Matt Barnett and Jory John, and they're bent on prankster domination in this brand new installment. You're going to want to check out this great book that shows kids how they can work together to solve problems. That's The Terrible Two Get Worse from Amulet Books. So let's talk about organization, the uh, bane of my existence. I know. It now, is yours. Let's set up by saying you are 
a very organized person. Yes. And I always joke that part of your job is Liz wrangling. <laughs> Art. <laughs> you use that word loosely. <laughs> that uncool mom picks. Like, all of our editors, I always say, you know, like, when we hire someone new, just so you know, part of your job is Liz wrangling because I'm so disorganized. Like, you need to, like, sh- grab me digitally and shake me by the collar and be like, this is due now. Look at this right away. Make yes. this a priority. Yes, yes, So, yeah, yes. you are super good with that. And I'm like, And that, by the way, is the technical term for that. (laughs) That's just how I I don't even want to know how to spell that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I consider myself to be very organized. I think part of it is because I have so many children (laughs) that if I wasn't, I would 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 lose lose my mind. I would lose one and my mind. Oops, I left one home alone for the holidays. (laughs) And it just happened to be the most annoying one. And then I turned it into a movie. Is there anything you actually need organization help with? Like, do you have everything down? Are you awesome? I'm or do pretty you... good. Yeah, I, I actually am pretty good. I don't necessarily need any help. Although, um, you know, I don't know. Maybe some people would come into my house and say you could do things better. I know the one thing I need help with is within systems. Like, mm-hmm. so, like, I put stuff away, but I'm wondering if the way I'm putting it away is organized. Does that do make sense? Do you have more than one junk drawer? No, I yeah. don't. Yeah, see, I have way Only too one. many, like, oh, and there, here, this is a junk drawer, and this is a junk drawer, and this is, like, a junk half drawer. And I have a hard time with little things that pile up because they're time-consuming, seemingly time-consuming in my head, which is, like, photos on my phone, cords everywhere. Mm. It's, it has a lot to do with tech for me, personally. I think that's a big thing for a lot of people. I mean, that's uncool mom tech. That's some of the most mail we get are questions about organizing tech and wrangling cords and how do I go wireless with this or how do I get photos off my phone and... You know, I think technology has brought so many amazing advancements and help for us in terms yes. of organization, but it's also created more clutter in oh a lot of ways. Oh, my God. I, I think I feel like we could create a game. Like, we could create a game and it's like hold up the cord and be like, what gadget does this go to? <laughs> hey, it's like a matching game. <laughs> <laughs> well, Seriously. that's why people do labels. And we've actually done, a, like, cool hacks for that on cool mom tech where you can use you know just washi tape to match the cord with the thing or you can put people's names on it i know just like draw sharpie on things well i'm like a i'm like a hoarder okay i am super nostalgic and i still remember a few years ago there was an article in the new york times about this like organizer to the stars or the fancy upper east side ladies (laughs) named um, barbara reich and i still remember her talking like she was brutal and i was kind of influenced by her and she was like purging this woman's like all these journals from her son's oh, early journals. preschool writing and it was but you know preschool journals and she's throwing them all out and the woman's upset and this organizer says like everyone learns how to read get over it <laughs> <laughs> wow so yeah, um well. i kind of need someone like that in my life all right so you're the data nerd of the group and you yeah. went ahead and put together five of like the biggest names yeah and just kind of like Figuring out what we like about them, what maybe we don't like about them. And I think people can just, I hope people can get a sense of like, wow, this person sounds like they're for me. And, ooh, this person doesn't sound like they're for me. Like, that lady scares me a little. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay. So first, let's talk about Peter Walsh. Because he's probably the big name that everybody knows. TLC. That's how I know him. Yeah. He's on Clean Sweep, Rachel Ray, Oprah, like... 
I don't know, C-SPAN, <laughs> like organizing everything of the world right now. Anyway, there was a good interview with him on Sparefoot. Plus, he's got an excellent YouTube channel where oh, he comes on and does like helpful. weekly tips, oh. especially this time of year. He usually does an annual like 31 days to organizing your life kind of YouTube series. Oh. So that's a good thing to check out, his YouTube channel. We'll link all of this up on Cool Mom Picks so that you guys can find yes. the links. Easy to find. Here's what he talks about. He said, if you focus on the stuff, you'll never get organized that what you need is a change in lifestyle. Ah, oh, interesting. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because I, you know, I was actually just talking to somebody about this that that's kind of like, you know, people that lose weight and really keep it off for life. Yes, that's a good it's point. It's because they really have completely changed their lifestyle. It's not just about dieting and not dieting or finding the diet that works. It's really adjusting your mindset. And so he kind of looks at decluttering like that. And Here's his premise, which I think is fascinating, especially coming out of a marketing background. He said that there's two kinds of clutter, memory clutter oh, and okay. I might need it one day clutter. <laughs> I don't have that at all. I have both of those. Do you? Yeah. See, I have a zero of those. I might need it one day. Well, it's like, oh, why should I throw out this perfectly good set of butterfly-shaped paper clips that someone sent me once in a press kit? I might need them one day. You oh, know? God. I and know. you live in an apartment. You can't have that. Well, that's why I don't have people over too much. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he's saying it's a Western phenomenon. It has to do with product and promise. So a lot of people buy a product, but what they're really doing is investing in the promise. So in other words, if you buy a Stairmaster okay. for your home, you're not buying a Stairmaster. You're buying good health and you're going to be in shape and you're going to fit in your size too close from college. Or, or a clothes hanger if you're me. <laughs> right. I used to like hang your pants. They're definitely cheaper clothes hangers. But think about it. Yeah. Like if you okay. buy if you it. buy like a like a, you know, really big expensive vegetable blender. What are those things called? Vitamix? Yeah, like those like a you blender. Know, smoothie maker thing. There you go. Like you're kind of investing <laughs> in good health and in, you know, yes. in, in like better mornings. I'm going to eat better breakfast. And so people always have these like ridiculous appliances, bread makers. You know, people always tell us that they buy these appliances and they sit around their house. They don't use them. Right. Because they're buying this idea that I'm going to be the kind of person who makes bread. I'm going to be the kind of oh. mom who makes smoothies for my kid every morning. Yeah. I'm going to be the kind of guy who plays golf all the time and gets exercise. And so they're not... They're not buying the product. They're buying this, like, dream of who they could be or the promise of what that delivers to them. So what he's saying is if you need to get rid of things, think, do you really need this product? Or is it the promise of the product you're having letting go of? Uh, so in other words, oh, if you get okay. rid of a Vitamix, yeah. it's like people feeling like I failed as a mom. I'm not making my kids fresh <laughs> orange you want to know, why, carrot, I got, puree you want to know why I got rid of my Vitamix? Why? It's because I, I somehow broke it to the point where when I put that plastic thing down yeah. to push the vegetables, I blended the plastic thing <laughs> into my smoothie. So Extra I had, fiber. I had a, kale, a kale, cucumber, and plastic smoothie. So yeah, then I decided good. that I am not good at blending things. <laughs> and so you just got rid of it. Yeah, See, I most people would keep it around even if it's broken because. Oh, no. Then it's like mm. saying that they are a failure at pureeing, which was some like very important goal in their <laughs> lives. But yes. but you know what? I can see this stuff. Like I can see where people buy a lot of things as an investment in their personal goals it, or who they are. Now that you've said that, it really does make sense. Like yeah. I don't have that, but I can see like my mom totally has that. 
So I want to give you a tip from each of these people because okay. I think it's helpful. Yes, it's that's one great. thing to be like, yeah, I'm that kind of person, and, but it's hard to just <laughs> throw it out, right? Yes. So here's one thing. Okay. First of all, he says the great is the enemy of the good, which is one of my favorite expressions, and that you don't have to strive for perfection because if you're like, I'm going to clean everything in my whole house and it's going to be awesome, like you'll never get anything done. Well, also, like it's your house, like and if, you know, for us, like there are children there, like it's going <laughs> to be lived in. So here's one of his ideas. Now tell me what you think of this because I'm not sure. Okay. He's saying, let's say there's three of you in the household that can clean up. Yes. Take out two trash bags each and a timer set for 10 minutes. Yes. And put trash in one bag and anything you no longer need or want in the other. You've got 10 minutes to do it. And if it's three of you, you do this every day for one week, 10 minutes a day. And by the end, you'll have 21 bags of trash, 21 bags to donate. I do that throughout the year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's great. I think it's good. Great. But I think it's that is hard, though, for people like you mm-hmm. And, like, for instance, my daughter, who's like, oh, look, I remember this. I had so much fun with it. I remember that time when I sat <laughs> and held that stuffed animal. Meanwhile, I've got a bag full of trash trying to sneak out of my house, and she's still stuck on that one damn stuffed animal. Well, that's my that's my eight-year-old, yeah. for sure. I'm like, are you sure you need all 600 of those Beanie Boos? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I, these two are the same. And she's like, no, this one's a little different. Like, the whisker came out. <laughs> so I think, like, this is good, but I think you need to have someone who's kind of a hard ass. Yeah. Now, you know, we love Gretchen Rubin. She's a friend yeah. of ours. She has a great podcast. Yeah, she's got a really brilliant idea. Using one hour once a week to tackle only tasks where there's no deadline, no accountability, no pressure, because those were the tasks in her life that weren't getting addressed. Well, that makes sense. Like, things that don't have a deadline, yeah. you probably just It's not like, go. oh, I have to dress all my kids' Valentine's Day cards. Like, that yeah. doesn't count. That's a really great point. It's more like, point. you know, I want to organize my bookshelf by color. Yeah. Or, you know, I should probably, like, get rid of all the CDs that are in my <laughs> living room because I haven't put one into any sort of CD-playing device for Yeah, years. or, like, all the 6,000 photos on my phone or even on my computer. Computer. Like, yeah. why are they there? So she's talking about, like, simple, easy. Sometimes they're boring chores, and you always put them off until later because they don't seem important. And actually, if you can kind of eliminate those, they, they end up becoming important. And I, I actually don't realize that I do this, but I do do it. Like, I'll, out of nowhere, I'll be like, I need to clean that front closet. And it's not, there's no reason except that I can't stand looking at how messy it is anymore. And I'll spend an hour, go crazy. I lose like 10 pounds doing it. (laughs) (laughs) The closet loses 100 pounds. So, you know. Which is so not fair. (laughs) Man, closets always lose the weight so much easier than women. But then you feel great. I mean, I did, I honestly, all I did was organize my jewelry on trays. Like, I bought these trays at Marshall's, and I just organized my jewelry, and there was really no reason other than, like, you know, it's nice to be able to pick up a necklace and not have to untangle the four other ones that were attached to it. You know what? That's one of my tasks, too. (gasps) I have an entire – I have a lot of hand-me-down jewelry over the years, like vintage stuff from relatives that I love, and I have boxes of broken jewelry that I love that need to be fixed. So that's on my – one day less. Just take it to a jeweler and like get the backs yeah. put back on the earrings. But it feels good to get it done, to knock something off your list. And you know what? An hour a week, you know, like I spend, I mean, God, we spend an hour a day in the bathroom. 
<laughs> doing what? <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> they have medicine for that, Kristen. It's my only quiet place. <laughs> um, and by the way, I know that like for parents, an hour a week is like, oh, you know, like I'm often like, oh, yeah, where am I going to get an hour? Like there are definitely times I would love a 26-hour day. So I understand that even an hour sometimes seems daunting. But even if it's like an hour once every two weeks, like if you can schedule that in somehow, stick the kids in front of like – Elmo or whatever they're watching these Put days. on Spawn to listen to. There you go. And then get working. You know, I am very curious, after mm-hmm. our editor Christina did the actual Marie Kondo KonMari method, yeah. we wrote about it on our site because she really t- – Christina was great because she did it sort of from a, a the family lens. Cause, yeah, she talked from a parenting yeah. perspective because no one had done that when the book first came out. And it's, you know, her question was, is this realistic for parents? For those of you who don't know, Marie Kondo has a book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, The Japanese Art of Decluttering and Organizing. And I read it also after reading Christina's post. And I have to tell you, it's the first thing that ever worked for me. Really? Yes. Going back to that original point from Peter Walsh about a lifestyle change. Yes. This was the, the this mindset. This was it. Uh, I mean, total I've, paradigm shift. I've heard so many people that love it, but I have to be honest with you, like when I've heard some of the things, they kind of sound a little silly. Well, like, I, you like, got to take it with a grain of salt. You hold the sweater that has given you great warmth <laughs> and, and, and a better bosom okay. <laughs> in your youth. And then you thank it and send it on its yes. way. So I know that sounds crazy and you got to get over over the like kind of zen, touchy-feely, goofy, hippie, loving kind of aspect of like asking a product or an item if it gave you joy and if not thanking it for its service and releasing it. That's right. kind of strange. Right, it right. sounds kind of wacky, but I'm telling you, if you if you can just look at a item and right. say, does this spark joy? That's the only question you have to ask. It's amazing how your gut tells you yes or no. Yeah. So I'm like yeah. looking at this size two Max Mara dress that <laughs> oh. I got for this awesome wedding in like 1999 <laughs> that looked awesome. It made me feel great. It yeah. was like one of my first designer dresses. I looked hot. My boobs were like all up on their own. <laughs> Why sorry, is that what? thing still in my closet? I don't I... think I could get one boob into it now. <laughs> oh, man. And so I have, like, I've always been saving it because it was so special and it's designer and, yeah. you know, well, I get rid yes. of it and it's yeah. in good shape. Yeah. And, I, and all I said was, does this spark joy? And I thought, well, no, because I can't wear it. And all I do is look at it and go, I feel fat. I can't wear that dress. Well, that oh, doesn't make me feel joyful. That's interesting. That is the very first tactic that ever enabled me to get that dress out of my closet. After people saying, like, you know, make three piles. Will I ever wear it again? Or will I wear it when I lose five pounds? You know, yeah, people have these, yeah, like, yeah, crazy they things. Do. They do. No, you're right. You're right. They and, really do. And that's the first thing that ever worked. And so this weekend, I did it with my bookshelf. Now, her thing, this is kind of interesting. Books are hard, man. It's instead of going room by room, which is what most organizers tell you to do. And by the way, she says that most organizers are hoarders. That's fascinating. It's a little harsh, but she says that what they're really doing is just telling you how to move things around Hmm. as opposed to really decluttering. And some organizers help you do that. But she says, go by topic. So, like, all your clothes all your books, okay. all your jewelry. So does all it matter kids like toys. if you've got books in a playroom no, and books in the room? In fact, you should get them all Just out of everywhere. Like dump all the books on the middle of the living room floor and look at them all together. You could see pictures of Christina's living room before and after. Anyway, I did this. Kristen, I got rid of an entire 
bookshelf. You know that big black, <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, that big black bookshelf yes, when you walk in. I do. What? Now we have like a big entranceway oh in my our gosh. apartment. Now did you put them away? No. Or did you donate them or no. sell them or Four what? Or you... boxes. I'm like, why do I need every Stephen King book that I read in college? I think a lot of people like hang on to books because you feel good having books. It and again it goes back to like it says I'm a reader. Those things like mm-hmm. CDs, books, they're so hard. Also because you at some point in your life, I think you might not have had a lot of money. And you paid for them and you bought them. It feels wasteful, And it does feel wasteful after you know you've spent money on this to get rid of it. I think that's a huge issue. And actually, that was brought up in that that Barbara Reich New York Times article, too, where a lot of these you know, wealthy women that hire her realize how much waste there is. And I think actually that helps you going forward and realizing how many things we buy that we don't need or, you know, things become replaceable. We're kind of in a society where that's that, you know, people just replace things quickly. However, there's nothing wrong with taking all your CDs, burning them if you want to keep them or, you know, uploading them to MP3. There are even companies that will do that for you if you don't have the time. And then, you know what, donate them. Like Mm -hmm. bring them to Goodwill or bring, you know, bring them to resale stores. There's still plenty of people that are very happy, you know, grandmothers out there (laughs) using CDs in their car. You know, you've got to take this with a grain of salt because she does say things like every item should only have one place in your home. So there's only one place for pencils in your whole home. Oh, my God. And that's the kind of stuff that's like not going to work for parents. That sounds like utopia. I mean, because I would love that because in my home, the question that is most asked other than can you wipe me now (laughs) is where are the pencils? Where is the tape? Yes. And where is the tape? So I mean, I think in theory, that is a great idea. Executing that, I think, is a little challenging. Yeah. Well, listen, I would say just if, you know, I would get the book, get it on Kindle. Okay. Lack of clutter. Right? So download it on Kindle (laughs) and look at it, Marie Kondo. And we've got a really good review of it on Cool Mom Picks. And I would say, if nothing else, hold up an item, do like your whole closet at once, and just say, does this spark joy? And you're going to know. You'll know the answer. And you will be amazed how many things you can actually get rid of. It's really the first thing that ever worked for me. Okay. I can see my closet now. That I is can a- walk in. I can open the door and not have it slam back in my face if from all the other clothes. That's not a shining recommendation. I don't know what is. Huge. Well, you know what? Speaking of everything has its place. Yeah. Um, I met Andrew Mellon, who wrote Unstuff Your Life oh, at, yeah, um, he's at Dad 2.0 a couple of years ago. I really just appreciated how very simple his techniques were. And I know that the everything has its place mm-hmm. was such a big thing for me because I just have so many kids and much of my time is spent trying to find things. And I feel like that concept alone mm-hmm. can save you so much time and sanity, right? Well, like, I think like, that kind of goes with the Marie Kondo thing, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. pencils. It, it's just maybe not one place. Yeah. <laughs> maybe two places for pencils. Right. But like, for <laughs> instance, the remote control is right. always in this drawer. Like when you're done, it always goes in here. Or the measuring cups always go in this drawer. But I also like this whole one in, one out thing, too. Yeah. Have you heard about that? Yes. Like, I am a big fan of that. Yeah. So like if you're bringing something new into the house... Something else has to leave. I say that to the kids, especially right now. So many parents are dealing with like the stack of stuff, stack of stuff from the holidays. (laughs) Yes. And I say that to my kids. I'm like, okay, you have four new games. What four games are we going to get rid of? And it's it's very hard for especially my youngest daughter because everything has sentimental value. But then we talk about kids that don't have toys and donating things and making sure other people have like great childhoods and great Christmases too. So I think at least for me that helps with my kids getting rid of things. For me, it's not so hard. 
hard. You know, bring in a dress, get rid of the one that never fit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's such when you think about it, it sounds very simple. Yeah. But actually doing it. I mean, it can make a huge difference. Now, what happens when your kids come home from, like, birthday parties with the loot bag of crap? Uh, you know, like the 18 little plastic Yeah, they play store. with it for two minutes and I throw it away. We, oh, that's good. It's gone. We My call children them landfill know me. toys. I'm yeah. like, oh, you got some more landfill toys. <laughs> My nice. kids know me so well. Like, I will pull stuff out of their, like, homework. I'll look at it and it's right in the trash. Mm. Unless it has, like, a handprint or a thumbprint or something like that, which I love. And I'll hang up for a little while longer and then throw you're away. You're really good. So you're really not sentimental. I'm super ruthless. I like that. Yeah. All right. So tell me about these two ladies. Because yeah, no, Oprah likes them, right? I know. Yeah, so. well, I'm, you know, if Oprah likes them, I'm in. I'm still, like, in kind of the cult of Oprah a yeah. little bit. why not? Why not? She gives people cars. She's a good person. <laughs> she has good taste in organizers. So, two women, Ashley Murphy and Molly Graves, they're the founders of Neat Method. They're professional organizers. They are based in California. They had just an interesting thought. You know, I read an article with them in Oprah.com, and they talked about figuring out why you have clutter. Uh-huh. And this goes back to Peter Walsh's stuff yes. a little bit. Yeah, figuring it says, out. Yeah, and and so what I like about this, and I'm sure they have lots of other methods, one of which is hire them to do this for you. <laughs> the personality for hire someone. <laughs> That's definitely me. <laughs> but one thing is to figure out why you have clutter. And if you can figure that out, then oh, that can great. help you avoid it in the first place. So they said the first personality is too busy means having too many extras. In other words, oh, I didn't realize I already had 18 mechanical pencils, so I bought more because they were on sale at Costco, ah. and then I get back because your stuff is so like disorganized and you're so busy that you don't even have time to organize stuff and know what you have. That's interesting. Which goes back to our thing about scotch tape, right? Yeah. Like we probably have 80 rolls somewhere in the house and it just disappears. <laughs> we don't have time to find it all. So too busy means too many extras. Two, are you a constant warrior who is saving everything? Yeah, I'm sure a lot of parents can relate to that because you're like, yeah. I don't know. Like this is this was such a special blanket. and Well, it's not know. a sentimental thing. Actually, oh, really? Which I think is probably a fourth personality. Yeah, but I would But they talk about so. people who say, I might need this one day. Oh, God. Like, you know, I might need this. Uh, extra toolkit in case the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> or I might seriously. You know how people get those as like joke gifts, like the zombie apocalypse gifts. And the, here's the weird thing: they keep them. <laughs> Dude, I don't understand that. Those people, I don't understand. And then what? Overwhelmed and then, in life? Yeah, people who are just so overwhelmed in life that they're living with the chaos. And that's me. I think. I think that's where I fall in. And I hate it. Like I like having my home look really nice and I can entertain. But my bedroom is a disaster because I just keep bringing everything into the bedroom <laughs> to get it out yeah, for, so, so you can not, have people yeah, over so it's not like all over the place and then I just feel like chaos in the bedroom not good for like zen like everything you read is that the bedroom should be a sanctuary right, well, yes, and yes. asylum yes because and... you do so much sleeping there yeah parents get so <laughs> much sleep. well maybe I get more sleep if I wasn't waking up like smothered in clutter <laughs> Um, so anyway, those are kind of three of the personalities. I'm sure there are more. And I think if you kind of add that with some of the other theories we talked about before, like people investing in the promise of the product yes. instead of the function of the product, and you look at those things, I think it can probably help you avoid bringing them into your home in the first place. Yeah. That makes sense. And then helping you eliminate them because you can say, okay, what am I worried about? Okay, if I'm I'm saving things because I might need this one day, what am I really worried about? And I have a, a relative who has trouble getting rid of stuff. And I've said things like, you know, are you really going to need a three-hole punch? 
you know, you're not a professional. <laughs> well, I might need it one day if I, and I'm like, no, you won't. You won't need it. And if you do, you'll ask a neighbor for a three hole punch. Right. Like, so I think there's a lot of like, I might need it one day because. And so, you know, I, I know some people have had theories like if you haven't used it for X number of months or X number of years, don't worry about it. But you know what happens. You always need it. It's like, you get rid of oh, that's, that's, yeah, it's like when you get rid of baby stuff, you get pregnant. It's like, oh. it's like, that's, it's Murphy's Law. Oh, totally. You yeah. know what? That happens to me. I always do like a big purge in September and then <laughs> Halloween comes and I'm like, damn, I need that wig. <laughs> I always get rid of the stuff that I end up needing for costumes. So anyway, do your purge beginning of November. <laughs> All right. So we shared five awesome organizer peoples and we will link them all up but do you have your own like bottom line tip to share Liz yeah I mean I think a couple things one is be mindful of what you bring in the house in the first place and this is very helpful to me so you know we get a lot of press packages and I just I don't want it first of all I try to tell people not to send me things (laughs) right um but because I I don't want to have them but you know someone like recently sent me Everything branded, right? Like PR companies will send you a big box of like our logo on everything. I think I know which one you're talking about. I got tube socks with their logo on it. And I got stickers with their logo on it. And I'm like, what am I going to do with this? And so, and so, and then that goes back to the whole, well, I feel wasteful. I don't want to throw it out. So I'll keep it, but I'm never going to wear their like media logo on tube socks. Yes. So don't bring it in the house in the first place. The other thing that helps me is I really, and we talk about this on our site, we really advocate mindful consumerism. Yes. Which means sometimes spending more, but buying less. And I really don't go to fast fashion places. I mean, I understand for kids, things are much cheaper, you know, more affordable. You can get more of them when you go to the cheaper kind of mall stores. But for me, I would rather spend more money on a dress that I have for 12 or 15 years that really holds up than to get like 10 cheap trendy things that like fall apart in six months. And so um, that's actually helped me a lot. Like I look in my closet now and I realize I have some things that I've had for years and years and they're good things not the max Mara dress <laughs> oh, but things i can really keep mindful consumerism buying things that you value that will last even if you have to save up for them but knowing you'll have them longer i think is better than kind of going for the like quick hit yeah <laughs> like, no i totally the crack agree with you. pipe of fast fashion <laughs> i need that poncho with fringes now <laughs> oh god no you don't all right well How my you? Tip, what are your tips no my tip is pretty simple mine is to just do it all the time and then you won't be overwhelmed with this big gigantic project so even if it's like five mm. minutes a day like my thing is like when i get my mail i look at it when i get it and then i rip it up or i put it in a spot where it goes and i'm done you're so good that you that, and look you say that as someone with four kids yes like, i always think i don't have time i just dump it down and then i forget about it for a month yeah, so, so i'm impressed or you know if i have like a free couple minutes i'll go through and just organize something very quickly because i think it adds up over time mm-hmm. and one of the big things that I find when I go to do like the closet I never looked at is it's just overwhelming and then you're like I'm too overwhelmed I can't do it and then you actually don't ever do it yes. so if you can chip away at it so that kind of goes back to Gretchen's power hour thing right but yes. you're, it's like a power five minutes it's a power five minutes alright okay. well so we want to hear from the listeners what do you guys you guys have organizational issues do you have awesome tips you know do you things- have every single spindly <laughs> legged early stick figure with giant eyes the drawings that your kids made when they were two like I have 
You know what? No judgments. I understand we're all sentimental, especially as parents. But I want to know, like, what do you do? Like, how do you decide what to keep, what to get rid of? What are your organizations? Yeah, and if you guys have tried any of these methods or do try them and they work or don't work for you, let us know. You can tweet us at CoolMomPicks with a hashtag Spawn Show. Catch us on Facebook or drop us an email. We love hearing from you. Spawned at CoolMomPicks.com. So now it's time for... Cool Picks of the Week! Cool Picks of the Week! All right, Liz. Okay. It's the game Just Dance 2016. Oh, I love Just Dance. We got it as like the big group family gift for our kids. It is the best, you guys. And it's gotten so much easier. First of all, it doesn't even matter if it scores you well or not or whatever. It's so much fun to just do these like ridiculous choreographed dances with your kids. It's like active video gaming time. It's such a fun family. Burning some calories. I know. And it's just like a great way to get the kids up and moving, especially in the winter. And it's so much fun. And I mean, they've got like Grease, you're the one that I want. They've got oh, Lady Gaga. that's cute. It's like a huge range of songs. And now you can actually try it for free because they have an app that turns your smartphone into the controller, like the way that we, oh my, that you know, controller is used crazy. To work. I know. So it's not like 100% accurate, but it almost doesn't matter. <laughs> but I'm not kidding. You guys, if you have any gaming system at all, or even if you don't, Just Dance 2016 is so fun. If you, I don't even care if your kids are like two years old or 16, it's the best game that everybody can do together the tracks are fun kids love it and i just love the idea of having more time to do fun things for my kids that i actually enjoy too and you get exercise which i totally need this time of year all right well mine is kind of silly okay and ridiculous but it's awesome my pick of the week is car detailing Getting your car detailed is my pick of the week. Really? Yes. You don't understand, Liz. Is the, I, I, I want to understand. No. <laughs> I've had my car since 2010, uh-huh. and I've had the outside washed, and mm-hmm. I've vacuumed on the inside. But just imagine, just close your eyes and imagine, four children, many long trips, many, many short trips. <laughs> crumbs you're funny we're talking like drawings on the side of the seats from angry children we're talking about like pencils and lollipops and like slippers and chargers like stuck under like the seat no no and so I decided as a little gift to myself I'm getting my car detailed it looks new my children were like is this our car it wow. was like two hundred dollars, and I've been sending my friends car detailing porn photos <laughs> since I got it done. It's amazing. I just cannot stress to everyone enough that if you have children and you have a car and you let your children in it, <laughs> not even eat in it, if you let your children in your car, go get your car detailed. It so will make you like so happy. So that's kind of like a decluttering happy. tip. Like it makes your car feel like new and all clean and no gross stuff. Yes. All right. So thank you for joining us for another episode of Spawn. Another year of Spawn. Another year of Spawn. Thanks to our producer, Sarah Abdurman, and also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. We are so glad you're starting off the new year with us. And make sure you're subscribed on iTunes and Stitcher and that you download every episode so you never miss one. Tell a friend if you are so inclined. And for everyone who leaves us nice reviews on iTunes, we so appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Spawn. This is Kristen. And this is Liz. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.